He is a man on a mission. With a mandate to raise generational leaders. Called to set in order the things that are out of order. And to bring leadership development, human capacity building, and wealth creation to all. Welcome to Maximizing Destiny with Dr. Michael Hutton Wood from the House of Judah, the Leadership Factory, raising generational leaders, impacting the nations. And now, here is Dr. Michael Hutton Wood. Hello, hello, hello. Glory to God, glory to God. Welcome this morning to Money Matters. Money Matters. You are all welcome. God richly bless you. God bless you. As usual, we'd like to encourage every one of us to start sharing. Start sharing. Tell somebody. Talk somebody. And share this on your timeline. You are welcome on Instagram. Welcome on Facebook. And welcome on YouTube. You are all welcome. Tell somebody, talk somebody, and share this on your timeline. God richly bless you. Mama B, you are welcome. God bless you. Now we're going to look at the subject, how God prospers. How God prospers. How does God prosper? There are ways in which God prospers, and we want to look at that um, today, how God prospers. What is prosperity? Let's begin by defining what prosperity is. What is prosperity? Prosperity is having more than enough resources to carry out one's assignment. Prosperity is having more than enough to carry out one's assignment in life to meet all kinds of needs, and to add value to others. Prosperity is having more than enough resources. We're looking at how God prospers. How God prospers. God prospers people for one reason and one reason. He prospers us to have more than enough resources to carry out our assignment in life, to meet all kinds of needs, and to add value to others. Ephesians 3.20 says, God is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or imagine according to the power that is at work in us. Ecom, God bless you. You are welcome. God bless you for joining us. So we're looking at the subject, how God prospers. How does God prosper people? How does God prosper people, especially how does he prosper his people? How does God prosper his people? The prosperity message has faced some form of imbalance and criticism in the past. So we want to look at God's kind of prosperity. It is having more than enough resources. Having enough to feed you and your family alone is not prosperity. Having enough to feed just you and your family is not Prosperity. Having more than enough to feed you, your family, and other people is the proper definition of prosperity. So prosperity is having more than enough to fulfill your assignment and to meet 
all other needs and to add value to others. Second Corinthians 9 verse 8 says, God is able to make all grace abound towards us that we having all sufficiency in all things shall abound towards every good work. So you can tell right there, his intention is that we have more than enough, just not just to feed us, but to feed others. He says, I'm able to make all grace abound towards you that you having all sufficiency in all things shall abound towards every good work. Then Philippians 4.19, he says, My God shall supply all your needs according to his riches in glory by Christ. God shall supply all, all your needs according to his riches in glory by Christ. No wonder the psalmist said, I have been young, now I'm old. Never have I seen the righteous forsaken, nor their seed begging for bread. Nor their seed begging for bread. So, prosperity, the proper definition of prosperity is having what it takes to meet the needs of men, regardless of what the need is, through the power of God. Odufukai, you are welcome. You are welcome. God bless you, Odufukai, for joining us. So, we're looking at how God prospers his people, and we're beginning we're defining what prosperity is. Prosperity is having what it takes to meet the needs of men, regardless of what the need is, through the power of God. So until we get to that place where we have power to create wealth, to be able to meet our needs and meet the needs of others, our prosperity is not complete. Which means prosperity also goes beyond money. Third John 2 says, I wish above all things that you prosper and be in health as your soul prospers. So if a man has money and his body is affected by all kinds of diseases, that is not prosperity. So we are looking at wholesome prosperity. If a man has money and all his children are hooked on drugs, that is not prosperity. So prosperity goes beyond, prosperity goes beyond having money. Prosperity goes beyond having money. So Prosperity is having more than enough resources to carry out one's assignment, to meet all kinds of needs and the needs of society, the needs of nations. So the main reason for teaching on this is so we have a proper understanding of what prosperity is. Mommy T, you are welcome. And I discovered on Facebook that it's your birthday today. So, Mommy T, we wish you a happy birthday. Mommy T, God bless you for joining us today on your birthday. We wish you a happy birthday. God richly bless you. Now, please note these things down. How God prospers is what we're looking at. And we began by looking at prosperity. We said prosperity is having more than enough to fulfill your assignments and to meet all other needs according to meeting all other needs, and to add to others. You see in 3 John 2, God wishes above all things that we prosper and be in health as our soul prospers. So, let's look at some you are, some of the factors that determines or dictates as to whether we are working in prosperity or we are not working in prosperity. So, number one, please write this down. You cannot pro- prosper. So, we're looking at how God prospers. How God prospers. Please make a note of that. We're looking at a subject 
how God prospers his people. How God prospers his people. How does God prosper his people? We began by looking at the definition of prosperity. The God kind of prosperity is having more than enough to meet your needs and the needs of others. When you look in Genesis chapter 12, 1 to 3, God says, He will bless Abraham and make him a blessing to nations. So we're looking at how God prospers his people. Sometimes people pay their tithe and they don't see the kind of results that they should see. So they want, they wonder, is God prospering me or is God not prospering me? Why is it that I've paid my tithe, I've given my, my, my offering and I don't see the kind of blessings that I need to see in my life? So sometimes it's because we are not aware of some of these practical things that happens after we have tithed and after we have given. Now, so number one, you cannot prosper financially if you are not working with your hands. We're looking at how God prospers. God prospers people, first of all, by blessing the works of their hands. God prospers people by blessing the works of their hands. So you cannot prosper if you are not working with your hands. The Bible says God prospered Job. God prospered the works of the hands of Job. That Job became the greatest man among the people of the East. That is found in Job chapter 1 verse 3. So the Lord said unto Abraham, get out of your country, get out of your kindred from your father's house unto a land that I will show you and I will make of you a great nation. I will bless you and make your name great and thou shalt be a blessing. So the blessing will not rest with just making his name great. God blessed him for one reason. So God blesses us for a reason. That thou shalt be a blessing. Then I will bless those who bless you. And I will curse those who curse you. And watch the last line. And in you shall all the families of the earth be blessed. We are looking at the subject. How God prospers people. God told Abraham, I will bless you. I will bless the works of your hands. And I will make you a blessing to nations. And in you shall all the families of the earth be blessed. So, how does God prosper? The first way God prospers is to bless the works of our hands. So, after tithing, after praying, after fasting, after going to church, and after serving, and all these things, we must be working with our hands. Working with our hands. Agnes, you are welcome. Not working with, the, with your hands does not lead to prosperity. Having discovered yourself, as we've looked in the past, having discovered yourself, having discovered your purpose, having discovered your natural and your spiritual gifts and talents, and developed them, and not recognizing and seizing and taking advantage of maximizing opportunities to work with those gifts does not lead to prosperity. So, it's important. How does God prosper people? First way in which God prospers his people is through prospering the works of their hands. God worked and is still working. We've learned over the past few weeks that the first introduction we have of God is that of a worker. And God created the heaven and the earth. So God was, God is, and God still is a worker. So how does God prosper? 
God prospers his people by prospering the works of their hands. Genesis chapter 2 verse 2 to 3. And on the seventh day, God ended his work, which he had done. Then God blessed the seventh day and sanctified it, because in it he rested from all his work, from all his work, from all his work. Pastor Hope Hotsi, you are welcome. God bless you for joining us today. God bless you, Pastor Hope. We are looking at how God prospers people. Because sometimes people complain, I've paid my tithe, I've given my offering, I'm going to church, I'm praying, I'm fasting, and, uh, you know, and all those things. I can see prosperity. Well, the first thing you need to understand is that God prospers us by, first of all, prospering the works of our hands. What your hands find death to do, do it and do it excellently. Philippians chapter 2 verse 13 he says, Philippians 2.13, For it is God which worketh both in you to will and to do of his good pleasure. God is the one who is at work in you. So God works. The seventh day God ended his work, which he had made, and he rested on the seventh day. You find people who in before the lockdown, they want to go on holidays, they want to go and rest, and you're asking the question, what are you resting from? When you have not done any work. So it's very, very important for us to understand. God worked. God is still working. And from the beginning, he worked. And on the seventh day, he took a rest. And God blessed the seventh day and sanctified it. Because in it, he had rested from all his work. So it is God who is at work in us, both to will and to do of his good pleasure. So God is working. How does God prosper his people? Through the works of their hands. Kuram Shazad, you are welcome. God blesses the works of our hands. That is the number one way in which God blesses his people. All the patriarchs worked. Job worked. Abraham worked. Isaac worked. Jacob worked. Joseph worked. Daniel worked. Jesus worked. Paul worked. All these people were hard workers and smart workers. That's why the Bible says in Proverbs chapter 22, verse 29, thank you, Pastor Hope. Pastor Hope says, I love your teachings, Daddy. God bless you. More grace, more grace. That's why Jesus and Paul were all hard workers and smart workers. That's why King Solomon, the richest man in his day, the wisest man in his day, says, seest thou a man that is diligent in his business, he shall not stand before mean men. Ladies and gentlemen, the first thing God does in order to prosper you, is to prosper the works of your hands. So you must find something to do in the area of your purpose, your gifting, your strength. No wonder Jesus said in John 4, 34, I must work the works of him that sent me, and to finish it for the night cometh when no man can work. In John 9, 4, then John 4, 34, he said, My meat is to do the will of him that sent me, and to finish it, God works and God is still working. So if God works and God is still working, then we must also work and keep working. Keep working. Keep working. Proverbs chapter 22 verse 29. Proverbs 22 verse 29. It says, Seest thou a man that is diligent in his business, he shall not stand before ordinary men, he shall stand before nobles. Nobles. So, do you see a man who excels in his work? 
He will stand before kings. He will stand before kings. He will not stand before unknown men. How God prospers his people. And as a matter of fact, this principle cuts across every human endeavor. God prospers people by prospering the works of their hands. Pastor Richard, Richard Otu, Reverend Richard Otu, God bless you for joining us today. How does God prosper people? How does God prosper his people? That is the subject we are dealing with today. He says, seest thou a man? The translation on the screen by Mama B. Do you see a man excels? Do you see a man who excels in his work? Look at that word, the excels. Excellence, not mediocre, not average, not ordinary. <laughs> seest thou a man that is diligent? or who excels in his work, he will not stand, he will stand before kings, he will not stand before unknown men. You see, we are looking at the imbalance of the prosperity message over the years, where people thought, when people like Kenneth Hagin and them were teaching on walking by faith and prosperity, walking by faith, teaching on prosperity, people used to think that they were talking about walking by faith without work. Never. Faith without works is dead. So when these great men of God were teaching on faith, it involved work. They were hard workers. Kenneth Hagin was a hard worker. Kenneth Copeland is still a hard worker. Working by faith is hard work. Working by faith simply means doing what God says. Doing what God says. And one of the things that God says to do is to work. He says, if a man does not work, let him not eat. So ladies and gentlemen, even the faith work is hard work. How does God prosper his people? The first means that God uses to bless his people is by them working with their works, working with, with their hands. The thing that is profitable and the thing which is good. Jesus said, I must work the works of him that sent me and to finish it. God blesses the works of men's hands, not idle hands. Please write that down. We are looking at how God prospers people how God prospers people, and especially how God prospers his people. He says, God blesses the works of men's hands, not idle hands. Abraham worked, Isaac worked, Jacob worked, Joseph worked, the three Hebrew boys worked. Job's prosperity acknowledged, Job's prosperity was acknowledged in the book of Job. He says, at the beginning of the book of Job, we are introduced to an exceptionally prosperous farmer and rancher named Job. He is described as the greatest man or the wealthiest man among all the people in the East in Job chapter 1 verse 3. Like the patriarchs Abraham, Isaac and Jacob, Job's wealth was measured by his many thousand head of livestock, numerous servants and a large family. His seven sons and three daughters in Job chapter 1 verse 2 are both a personal joy to him and an important foundation of his wealth. In agricultural societies, children supply the most reliable part of the labor needed in a household. They are the best hope for a comfortable retirement. The only pension plan available in the ancient Near East as in many parts of the world today. So Job regarded his success, Job regarded his success to be the result of God's blessing based on the works of his hands. We were told that God 
had blessed the works of Job's hands. God had blessed the works of Job's hands. So, believers on the platform and everyone that will be watching later, the number one way in which God blesses us is through the works of our hand. Not idle hands, not sitting down, not just praying. God blesses the works of our hand. You must be engaged in hard work and engaged in smart work. Smart work. Job's recognition that he owes everything to God's blessing is highlighted by an unusual detail. He worries that his children might inadvertently offend God. So Job always used to what? Offer major sacrifices. So number one, how does God prosper us? God prospers the works of our hands. Number two, how does God prosper us? God prospers our thoughts. God prospers our thoughts. God prospers our thoughts. The fruits and the produce of our mind. We are not just supposed to pray. The Muslims don't just pray. The Hindus don't just pray. The Jews don't just pray. Asians don't just pray. Christians don't just pray. We must engage the works of our hands to prosper. Then number two way God prospers the works, our, our, God prospers us is through our thoughts, what we think, the fruits and the produce of our thoughts. God prospers our thinking. God prospers what we think. God prospers our thoughts. When you look in Proverbs 18:16, it says a man's gifts shall make room for him and bring him before great men. Then when you look in Proverbs 17 verse 8, it says, Wheresoever the works, wheresoever a man's gift tends, it prospers. Then Bible says that God shall also bless the fruit of our thoughts. He says, His thoughts, the thoughts of the diligent tends to plenteousness. The very thoughts of the diligent tends to plenteousness. So besides working with our hands, which God uses to prosper us, God also prospers our thoughts, our thoughts, our thoughts. God prospers the fruits and the produce of our mind. Our mind is a minefield. It's a gold mine. He says, wheresoever the, the, the gift turneth, it prospers. He said, even the thoughts of the diligent bringeth plenteousness. Even the thoughts of the diligent bringeth plenteousness. So, God does not just prosper our hands. God also prospers our thinking, our thoughts, our thoughts. God prospers the fruits and the produce of our mind. When you look in Ephesians chapter 3 verse 20, it says God is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or imagine or imagine. Did you see that? God, God is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we think or imagine. Think. God is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or Think or imagine. So God prospers also the fruits and the produce of our mind. How we think, how we think brings plenteousness or losses. So ladies and gentlemen, let's bear that in mind. We're looking at the subject, how God prospers people. Sometimes people tithe and they give and they pray and they just probably sitting down waiting 
for blessings to come from 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 from, from space or whatever. It doesn't work that way. He says, to him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above what we ask or think. So God does not just answer what we ask. He answers what we think in our mind according to the power, the faith, the power that is at work on our inside or the knowledge and the wisdom that we have generated on our, 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 our inside. So the thoughts of the diligent bringeth plenteousness. So God prospers our thoughts because the thoughts of hard workers, look at the description there, um, the thoughts of the diligent, see? The thoughts of hard workers, smart workers. Everything begins with working. You pray, God will give you a job. <laughs> and you use that job to tithe, to, to, to give, to plan, to think, to, to, to do the various things you need to do. So, the thoughts of the diligent bring it what? Plenteousness. So, how does God prosper? He prospers the works of our hands, number one. Number two, He prospers the fruit of our thoughts because the thoughts of the diligent, hard, smart workers produces plenteousness so we end up not working in luck. So let me give you the third one for today and we shall continue this next week. The third way in which God prospers His people is He gives us power to get wealth. Power. He gives us power. Power. What's the word power? Ability. Wisdom. Knowledge. Creativity. Innovation. To create multiple streams of income. God does not give people money. Because if God gives us people for money, it gives us money from heaven, it will be a counterfeit. God gives us power to create, to go get wealth. God gives us power to work, to go create wealth. He gives us the power to get wealth. He gives us the power, the abilities, capabilities, the giftings, the knowledge, the wisdom, creativity, innovation to create wealth, to create wealth, to create wealth. We're looking at how God prospers. I have paid my tithe. I've given my offering. I'm born again. I'm speaking in tongues. I'm serving in church. I go to church. I open the door and I close the door. Why is God not prospering? He's prospering you just that you have not recognized the avenues that God uses to bless his people. And the first three which you are looking at today is prospers the works of your hands, prospers the fruit of your mind, and then number three, he gives you power, ability, enablement, anointing, creativity, to use the abilities he has given you. Remember the parable of the talents? The gentlemen were given the gifts according to their ability to manage, to multiply, to be fruitful with their gift, to multiply their gift, to replenish their gift, to subdue with their gift, to take charge with their gift, to dominate with their gift. God gave them ability to create wealth with the gifts that he had given them. So, one of the ways in which God gives prospers you, which you must start looking out for if you are not engaged in it yet, is he gives us power. And that word power there stands for ability. 
Remember, the people were given the talents based on their ability. God will not give you two gifts or three gifts when you don't have the ability to produce or to multiply or to manage it. Contrary to what many believe, God does not give us what we ask for. God gives us what we can manage and use to create profit. So God gives us abilities. What are your abilities? The woman, the widow was asked, what do you have in your house? Her ability to recognize the oil in her house and to go borrow vessels and keep pouring and sell it and pay off her debts and live off the rest was what God, the man of God, was depending on. You have abilities. Ability to sell. Ability to speak. Ability to produce. Ability to think. What are your abilities that God has given you? God prospers us, prospers our abilities, our creativity, our innovation. He gives us power to use those giftings that we have developed to create wealth, to create wealth, to create wealth. He gives you power to create. He gives you power, ability, knowledge. That's why he said, buy the truth and sell it not. Add knowledge to your vision. Add knowledge, wisdom, innovation to your giftings to create wealth. God does not give people or rain money from heaven. Thank you, Baba V. God does not rain money from heaven. He gives us power, ability, knowledge, wisdom, creativity, innovation to use to create or to use to get wealth. God will give you what you can manage, not what you ask for. Not what you ask for. Ladies and gentlemen, that's why some people pray. Say, God has not answered my prayer. That's because he knows that when he gives you that thing, <laughs> he's not going to see you again in church. <laughs> not even in church. He won't see you at a prayer meeting. He won't see you by the word. He will not going to see you again. God doesn't want you to dodge him. <laughs> so God gives us power to create wealth. This works in every field, in every religion. So God prospers. The advantage we have is that we have the person of Christ. We have the principles of Christ. We have the Holy Ghost. We have the blood of Jesus. Those are the advantages. That's why we must be in a different class altogether from the millionaires and the billionaires out there. He says, I will set you on high above all the nations of the earth. Deuteronomy chapter 28, verse 1 to 14. He said, we shall be the head and not the tail above all in and all because of the advantage that we have of being born again and having a covenant with him. We were all, or the Arabs, the Jews, uh, um, Saudi Arabia, Dubai, UAE, Africa, America, Asia, Australia, Europe, Antarctica. We all came from Noah. All came from Noah. All came Jews, Arabs, Christians. We all came from Abraham. So if Abraham's descendants are causing waves everywhere through inventiveness, innovation, creativity, divine ideas, skill acquisition, knowledge acquisition, wisdom acquisition, ladies and gentlemen, we have no excuse. It is the same principle. God prospers the works of the hands of Arabs, Jews, Asians, Africans, Afro-Caribbeans, whites, Chinese, every race. 
So it's time for us to discover our purpose, discover our gifts, discover our talents, maximize these potentials in order to use it to create our wealth. So these are some of the ways in which God prospers our our prospects are so we're going to be looking at about 21 of them for the next few wednesdays so please bear these things in mind and then uh mark your calendars every wednesday from 11 a.m to 11 a.m to 11 30 join me for half an hour as we discuss money matters money matters money matters and then finally i like to Welcome you to join us for our Financial Freedom Masterclass that is coming on on the 27th of March. Pastor Samuel, God bless you. Our Money Masterclass is coming on on the 27th of March at the end of this month. And I'd like to encourage every one of us to join this Financial Freedom Masterclass. The details are on the screen. Take note of it. Take a screenshot of it and register at michaelhattonwood.org, michaelhattonwood.org. Our Financial Freedom Masterclass is going to be awesome, going to be awesome. I'll be teaching us some of these things, how to create wealth, um, fail-proof strategies to become debt-free and stay out of debt, how to pay off your mortgage in 6 to 10 years, how to build a financial, how to build financial reserves, how to build financial reserves in recession and pandemic, showing by many waters, and how to create multiple streams of income. This is going to be on the 27th of March from 2 p.m. to 4 p.m. via Zoom. The ticket is £30 only, £30 only, for all the things that you will benefit from at this Financial Freedom Masterclass. So take the details on the screen and register ASAP. Don't do lastminute.com. Glory to God. Take the details on the screen. Go to michaelhattonwood.org michaelhattonwood.org and then register for this Financial Freedom Masterclass. It's going to be awesome. Once again, I'd like to thank everyone that joined us today. As usual, I'd like you to share. Share this on your timeline. Create a Facebook watch party and share this powerful session with as many people as you know. Ecom says, write up my radar. Thanks, sir. Odufuka said, God bless you, Bishop. Mama B said, powerful Bishop. Pastor Richard says, thank you, Bishop. God bless you. Angpa Tete Hitexin says, God richly bless you, Bishop, and increase your anointing. I say a big amen to that. Thank you, everyone, for joining us. And as usual, share, share, share. Create a Facebook watch party. Somebody needs to watch this and be blessed and get themselves ready for next week, Wednesday. And also, everybody get ready and register. Register for this Financial Freedom Masterclass. Thank you for joining me. Watch this video of our Masterclass and register ASAP. God bless you all and look forward to see you all. Um, next week, Wednesday, and at our Financial Freedom Masterclass. Register ASAP at michaelhattonwood.org. Bianca, God bless you. Everyone that joined us today, God bless you. God bless you. Glory to God. Glory to God. We'd like to welcome you to join us for our 
Financial Freedom Masterclass that is coming on via Zoom on the 27th of March 2021. It's going to be an awesome session where we're going to teach you how to pay us your budget within 6 to 10 years, how to be debt free and maintain your debt free status, how to build a business and manage your organization that will last and outlast you, and how to create financial reserves to finance your vision. Don't want to miss this financial freedom masterclass. The registration fee is only 30 pounds and you can register at www.michaelhattonwood.org. That is michaelhattonwood.org. You need to register and you need to register now. I'm telling you, your life will never remain the same. Register now at michaelhattonwood.org for the financial freedom masterclass. Look forward to see you live on Zoom. 27th of March 2021. God bless you and share and invite others.